0: Good morning everybody. Thank you Dennis and June. Great to see you. Um, I hope you're all well. Um, I can't believe it's been a year since uh, we started all this online church stuff. Um, I think you'll agree that um, because of all the work that Mark and Jules and everyone have put into making sure we're able to do this online and the amazing work that Mike's done on getting the worship all together, um, I actually think we've fared Pretty well over this time. Um, a lot of hard work's gone into it. I know we're all desperate to get back in some way, shape, or form, and hopefully uh, we will know what that looks like in the next uh, few weeks. Um, so, for those that we haven't met before, I'm Paul, and this is Esther, my wife. Uh, we're uh, two of the elders um, at Faith Life. We've been coming to Faith Life for something like 12 years or so, I think, um, so almost since its uh, inception. Um, and we are asked to come and bring the message today. Um, we uh, were both thinking about what um, the Holy Spirit wanted us to talk about. And we both uh, sensed, and actually I think that's been validated by some of the uh, preachers we've heard from Mark, and I think from Roger and Olive as well over the last few weeks, um, that uh, there's a subject which I think we all just need to reflect on and be aware of um, as we start to transition back to church as Normal, whatever that means. Um, and that subject is the subject of offence. Um, and um, our aim today is just to make sure we're all thinking and being aware of some of the tactics that uh, the enemy will try to use to make this transition back to a full church experience, a, perhaps a different church experience, um, as fulfilling for us all and as impactful to the church and to our communities as possible and so that's what we're here to uh, to to bring to you um, this morning and um, we're going to do this in kind of a double act way um, we'll see how it goes and hopefully all intertwines together nicely um, we hope it will we think it will um, and uh, esther's gonna kick us off
1: yeah it's quite hard to look at a camera when you're doing this so we thought if we did it partly we talked to the camera and partly we're having a conversation um, so, bear with us as we navigate. And if
0: we're not looking at you, uh, we're looking at each other, we're not being rude, okay? It's, it's hard just, doing it this. It helps.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think um, a number of people who we've heard preach over the last few weeks have touched on this subject. lanice did on Sunday and Mike did some time ago, and Mark has been um, talking through 1 Peter and a lot of um, what's been said, I feel, I, you know, when God puts on our hearts, like, well, I was watching, it was quite a long time ago, that Mark asked us, and um, we had this, and, and I kept saying to God, um, oh, surely that's been done now, oh, surely surely that's enough said on it, um, I don't really want to talk about this, to be honest, and it's not very comfortable, and I feel like the moment you talk about offence, you cause offence, because you 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 know, you, you start to upset people, and people might think you're talking about them, and maybe you're not, and you, you just sort of think, oh my goodness, do we, do we really need to do this? But I think it's really important to be said, and this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, that um, this this is going to be a tactic of the enemy. It always is. But they've been in these perfect conditions for the build-up of, build of offence over this last year, whereby um, we haven't been able to meet. If you've bumped into somebody, you've not been able to give them a hug. Um, some of us have been busier than ever because we've been working at home with children that have been needing homeschooling and just parenting 24-7 for most of the last year. Um, and um, other people have been really alone, really lonely. So you've had this sort of polarization of some people are busier than ever, some people are lonelier than ever. That doesn't gel very well because you've got people who perhaps feel like they need um, more time and other people who need more conversation. And um, and we sort of tend during these times, I know I do it, it's hard to pick up the phone and find you know a significant chunk of time to go and have a conversation with someone, but you want someone to know you're thinking of them, so you send a message. But sometimes written communication isn't always the best thing because um, it can be more open to you know misinterpretation, it doesn't feel quite as loving. And
0: you lose nuance in it. Yeah,
1: I'm a big fan of the emoji because you know hopefully you can get your tone across.
0: I love the emoji. I only discovered them about three years ago though, I was very nervous of using them. I used to punctuate my text messages properly with two spaces after a full stop.
1: Yeah, but the <laughs> emoji lets someone know your heart behind something and, and that's really helpful but... <coughs> Um, yeah, I just going to check I've sort of gone through all the, the conditions of um, um, where we've been at this last year. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the, the last thing I'd say on that is that um, where we haven't seen much of each other and communication has been limited, we often make assumptions about each other and we assume we know about that person's um, situation and that they must be okay. I think there's a lot of assumptions (coughs) that says, oh, they must be okay because they've got their family at home, Um, or they must be okay because they're not having to homeschool children while they're working, or um, they must be okay because they've got more money than me, or they must be okay... Uh, You know, there's all sorts of reasons why we sort of think they must be okay, but I'm really struggling. Mm. And um, I think that's exacerbated when we just don't see much of each other because we just don't share the same way. Um, So I think... Um, that's that's what I'd say. This sort of, sort of this build up of the year, but I want I want to be positive about this because I really feel like this is a time that we want to just put off any offence. And let's face it, we do all take offence, and sometimes we do all cause offence, and we perhaps we don't mean to. Sometimes um, we just it's something like ro- we do or say the wrong thing, and it causes offence. And um, you know, this time when we come back together. It's such an opportunity for the miraculous, mm. but it can't be an opportunity for the miraculous if we all come with offence. We can bring <clears throat> we can bring things that need help and um, prayer. I'm not saying everyone has to come back all like happy and you know perfect, it's not reality. But we need to relieve our offence. Mm. Actually at the cross, I was about to say at home, no, leave it at the cross. If
0: I, I think as well, we, we need to We need to manage our expectations of each other. I think sometimes it's very easy when when there's been distance between people, physical distance, we've been apart for a while, that we we come to those people with an expectation that somehow they're going to fulfil all of our our needs. I remember when I've been travelling for work, for example, Mm. and I think this is quite a common problem, where someone is away for a while and, and they're tired because they've been travelling and, and it's been perhaps hard, and the person who's at home who's, who's looking after, in your case, yeah. you know, two children, and when I, I, I used was to travel, well, they're yeah, very young, um, and they're very tired, and they're looking forward to you coming home, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to coming home and being looked after, and there can often be a mismatch of expectations. We're both pleased to see each other, yeah. but actually, my expectations are. Unrealistic on Esther, and Esther's un- expectations are unrealistic on me. Yeah, it's really we, good. You know, very easy to both, um, you know, cause offence to, to each other, and there's, it, we just have to be mindful that of other people's circumstances and situations.
1: Yeah, really good. That's a really good example. Actually, that leads um, quite nicely onto um, something I heard John Bevere talking about, and he's written a book called The Bait of Satan. I was talking to Cheryl about this, and I've listened to quite a lot of. Um, uh, uh, John Bevere's talking on this and his wife um, they're really awesome I definitely recommend you listen to them and he talks at one point about um, David's psalm Psalm 55 which you might want to look at, at some point and it starts off and he's David is really angry he's in pain he's full of vengeful thought um, and then it gets to the middle of the psalm and it, he reveals that the reason this has got to him so much is because it was not an enemy who reproached me then I could bear it and it goes on it says it was you a man my equal my companion we took sweet counsel together and we walked to the house of God in the throng and um, John Bevere makes this observation that it, perhaps in a way we're used to non-Christians letting us down or, or we don't have the same expectation of them but we do have a very high expectation of other Christians and we particularly have a very high expectation on our leaders and um uh
0: um, it's very difficult for them. I mean yeah, yeah. we are we are to remember sometimes we are empowered by the Holy Spirit but we are also entirely human and yeah, yeah Esther and I are just as likely to let you down as Mark and Cheryl as, as other people. Yeah hopefully we aspire not to. Yeah. But, but it's it's still a reality of being a human being in a in a world where we are not Jesus. And
1: yeah, and I think I think um thanks Paul, that's that's really good as well. It just um it's not about saying people shouldn't be accountable. And if something major happens that that people shouldn't hold people accountable and talk about anything that they feel. But you, it's not every small thing. Um, we, we, we have to, I actually want to get onto Colossians quite soon, yeah. um, but in Colossians it talks about being kind and making allowances for one another. Um, we, ha- we, have got, we have got to love each other fervently and we've got to constantly forgive. Seventy times seven, um, rather than you know holding people, it's not it's not putting people on a pedestal, but it's holding people so amazingly accountable that they can't help but fail. And I personally think that's really dangerous um, because other people will see this. A non Christians will see it, and the world will know us by our love for one another. Mm. But also people who think, oh maybe I'll, I'll get into the <coughs> ministry, will see how. Um, tough some people are on our leaders and they'll think actually I don't want to do that anymore and then we have to ask ourselves why why would anybody want to get into this role of leadership if if you're going to be kind of pulled down a lot mm. because, I mean you know, we're meant to be praying for our leaders and building them up and um, I'm not simply I'm just we were just talking about how um offense is so easy to sort of fall into aren't we um You've, we've gone completely off my notes, so now I don't know where I'm at with that. It's okay. Hey,
0: take your time. Colossians, I think you're about to dive into.
1: Well, yeah, I just before we go to that, I did. Um, I had a few verses. I mean, I don't think anyone needs to be reminded about how um, a damaging offence can be. Um, but the picture that God put on my heart is, you know, when you become a parent, you really you get an insight into God's heart that I don't think you have when you haven't got children. Um, And one of the things that strikes me the most is when my children get on really well together and they laugh together and they play together, it is like the most joyful thing I can hear. And when they bicker, it just really, really hurts my heart. And that is um, an echo of God's heart. You know, there's um, Psalm 133. He says how good and lovely it is when brothers live together in harmony. That is like the innermost chamber of God's heart, that his, his kids should love each other. Um, I'm just going to go through a couple of verses that I yeah. you know, have just so just we
0: Your mum sent you that I think when yeah. our second was born Yeah
1: it was really lovely So Proverbs um, 18, 19 says a brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city and quarrelling is like the bars of a castle uh, Matthew 1222 22 um, 28 talks about every city or house divided against itself will not stand it will be brought to desolation James 3.16, where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit. And we don't want any evil thing in our church family, let alone every evil thing. It creates confusion and um, it's it's not good. Um, so what should we be doing? Um, John 13.35 says... I've already mentioned this the world will know we're Jesus' disciples by our love for one another um, and the second greatest commandment is that we should love others our love others as we love ourselves and that doesn't just apply to Mark and Cheryl that no. applies to all of us um, yeah um, yeah I think um, the other thing to remember in this is how God sees people isn't it we, we should really be looking to see people how God sees people and I always think it's really striking in Hebrews, it goes through um, all the men of faith, mm. and um, God sees the good that people have done, and honestly, you go through that list and you think, yeah, but they did this, yeah, but they did that, you know, David, he called him a man after God's own heart, yeah, but he got someone else's husband murdered so he could have their what? you know, he had loads of his own sort of concubines and all the rest of it, um, sort of. Sarah, he's a oh, yes, woman of great faith, but when she was told she was going to have a baby in old age, she laughed, and God said, why are you laughing? She said, oh, I didn't laugh, you know, she's lying to God, and, you know, but he's, he's not picking those things out, he's saying she was a woman of great faith, and, um, you know, if we're looking for perfection in people, we're not going to find it, God, God can use anybody with a willing heart, warts and all, and, um, you know, yes, we, we, want, we want to look more and more like Jesus as, you know, as we grow in our faith, um, But we have to have realistic expectations.
0: I agree. I always think we are, you know, we 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 sometimes criticise our church leaders and and I guess influential (laughs) preachers and and that sort of thing Um, so hard today for relatively compared to what some of these guys who are listening to Hebrews did, um, relatively minor indiscretions. Now they're all, you know, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, there's no there's no good sin and bad sin. But, you know, if you're looking at it in a human way, and that's basically what we're doing when we start criticising leaders for, for, for things, actually, you know, this, they're no worse, no better, maybe, than um, you know, some of these great men of faith from from the past.
1: Mm. Uh, can we talk as well a little bit about um, John Bevere? Um, he addresses that verse, um, Matthew 18, 15, which I think a lot of people use if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone and he uses language and imagery which i wouldn't choose but it is very powerful and i'm going to repeat it because i think it's worth it's worth us all remembering he says too often people use this verse as a license to go and vomit on their friend or their brother or their leader Mm. and i think if something serious happens you should definitely go to that person but honestly, I really feel very strongly that you should take it to the cross first and see how big it looks there before you do that.
0: I think that's really good. I think it's so um, a, a, word, a phrase you often hear is, "I just need to tell you yeah. what I think of X, Y, and Z." And actually, do we? You know, no, we don't. Why? You know, Jesus he tells us to take it to Him and, and to cast all our yeah. sorrows onto Him and all our concerns onto Him, for He cares for us. Um, we're not, we're not actually uh, mandated to go and, and, and you know, point out people's faults in a way that's not driven by, by love and yeah. constructive love in yeah. the way that the Father would do for us. Yeah,
1: and you can, um, sometimes you can try and say these things in a loving way, but if your heart's not right on it, however honeyed your words are, it's, it can still cause offence and it can still be very destructive, can't it? I
0: completely agree completely agree i think um honeyed words are a really interesting one i think we were talking about this um the 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 other day um that um i I think often we've all encountered this i'm sure and we've you know we we, we, some of us may have done it and some of us may be on the receiving end um of it where um something is 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 brought ostensibly in love to you but actually you know that there's an ulterior motive or or as a dig there's a little just a little dig down 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 um, I, I think that's incredibly corrosive, and I think also speaks to the fact that we somehow expect much greater things from people in the church than we do from mm. other people. Our, 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 our bar of expectation is, is so, much, um, so much higher. And I, I was reminded of, um, I'm just going to try and find it now, in, uh, we often, I think, try and justify that to ourselves with, um, with, with uh, the, the quote in Romans chapter 12. Uh, right towards the the end, um, it's uh, let me try and find it here. Um, <coughs> so from verse seventeen, Romans chapter twelve, it says, uh, "Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men." So first of all, you know, we, we don't the way we respond to someone offending us isn't to go and do the same to, to someone else. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all mm, men. As yeah, depends not, on you. So yeah. exactly, we have to take responsibility for this. Yeah, um, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Now, that's very counter to what most of the world does nowadays. If we've been wronged, we have to go and somehow avenge. Makes it sound like a grand, Yeah, you know, you're going to go, you know, stab someone with a sword i think it but it means we 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 have to somehow get our own back you know we have to somehow recover what it what we've lost or how we've been offended um ourselves but actually the bible says do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath that, that means you know give put wrath in its rightful place which is you know god god is the person who is, god is the only uh, person who is entitled to be wrathful mm. um and it says, in the, and, and, and if, you, if you're not sure that's what that verse means, just keep, keep reading. Um, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, capital M, mine, it's God's, vengeance is his, it's not ours. And yet all the time we're tempted just to find a way or take perhaps pleasure in someone's misfortune where they have, you know, we maybe have been offended by them in the past. None of this is, is good for ourselves. Um, I will repay, says the Lord. It's his job. It's not ours. It's not our job to go and recover these things. It's not our job to go and um, get our own back. It's it's, it's God's job. He says he will do it. It's a promise he makes to us. We can undermine that promise, but then we're putting more faith in our abilities than God's abilities Mm. to, to do that. And it goes on. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. I think this verse here is often so misinterpreted. I think people take that to say, well, it almost excuses that whole honey tongue um, um. Um, approach of, of, of trying to sort of be overly nice, but really what you're trying to do is make, <laughs> just, you're trying to shame them. Well, if, you know, I'm gonna turn the other cheek and you make sure everyone knows you've turned the other cheek and, and you're not gonna respond. And you think, oh yes, I'm pouring hot coals on them. but. You have gotta look at that verse in the context of what's around it. You know, it's not your you know, in the previous verse it makes it very clear it is not your job to pour hot coals on 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 people. Um and in the verse after it says, do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And it all comes down, I think, to the heart condition of how you go about these things. If you genuinely think that your solution is better than God's, you're gonna be disappointed. (laughs) You're just going to be disappointed. You're going to build up bitterness. You're going to build up um, hurt. Um, and at some point, you're going to vent. Maybe not even on the person con- concerned. Um, and you'll probably make yourself ill. I mean, there's lots of mental mm. evidence around bitterness and, and, mm. and, and, uh, and unforgiveness and, and how that could lead to physical um, illnesses. Um, but if you trust that actually God loves you and... You know, this is what Jesus did. You know, Jesus had every reason to be bitter, really, at the end. You know, he, he lived a perfect life right from the day he was born. Perfect life. He, uh, you know, he healed. Everything he did was, 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 was good. And yet all of the sin and all of the sickness, this, this guy had lived his perfect life. It was all put on him right at the, the end. Yet you know, at that moment, the human side of Jesus must have been so tempted just to become bitter. But what he did, and it says in 1 Peter um, chapter 2, verse 23, um, it says, When he suffered, he did not threaten. You know, he didn't have honeyed words. He didn't say, you're going to pay for this. He didn't do anything like that. He committed himself to he, the one who judges righteously. And that's what we need to do no matter what our offense is no matter how we've been offended by someone no matter how we think that just by trying to get our own back slightly is going to win us an extra point somehow mm. it's just not going to work you can it's do a, it but it'd be silly it's a
1: sly enemy offense isn't it Because it's not always necessarily what someone said to somebody or done sometimes it can be what they've not said or not done sometimes it can be a choice that they've made in their own life that actually doesn't affect somebody else but yet we've say, oh, they shouldn't, if I was them, I wouldn't have done that, or, you know, it's, it can be a sly enemy, and it it creeps in, and it's, it's very harmful in your heart, Mm. and we all have to be letting things go, you, you said something really, um, poignant to me the other day, I, I got upset by something, not at church, and they caused me offence, and I was sort of venting to you, and you, you were busy, and you, and (laughs) you said, oh, do you know, like uh, uh, you know, my role at work and in the world of work. I mean, you've got a really nice place of work, but um, you said I constantly have to have um, what did you say? A soft heart and a thick uh, skin. Thick skin, yeah. yeah. And um, I thought, yeah, that is really godly. I'm not brilliant at it. You know, I tend to um, take, you know, take things and. Um,
0: just because I say it doesn't mean I do. It all oh, the time, oh, well. To be clear, I think as well we, we forget. You know, a lot of this comes down to remembering how much God loves us. I, that's so yeah. much is souls by just remembering how much He loves us. And,
1: and sorry, loves them.
0: Loves them. Loves yeah. them. Yeah. Loves everyone. Yeah. Loves everybody. But if you, if we want to be selfish, and if we're <sighs> if we're being, you know, if we if, if we're taking offense, we are being selfish. You might not like that, but you are. Um, you know, read on in one Peter, you know, chapter five where it says. Um, this is from the, uh, the Amplified version. You know, we cast all your cares on him, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. So all that stuff, all that stuff we're offended by, onto him. F- why? For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. He cares about he, yeah. He's actually bothered that you are offended. And he will sort it out for you. He will sort out your heart. He will restore you. What he does, you know, in respect of the person who has offended you, kind of none of your business. It's actually God's business. And we have to get that into our head, that that, that, that the solution for this in the kingdom is different to the solution to this in the world.
1: Yeah, really good. And what I re- will repeat, I really want to reiterate, is we are not talking about anything um, like abusive mm-hmm. or anything like that. We're talking about... Um,
0: Often, minus Minor. I, d- I was <laughs> yeah. trying not to say things
1: that don't really matter, because they do matter at that moment to that person, but we are not talking about abusive relationships and saying, oh, you just need to give it to God, keep forgiving. No, there's a difference between Agreed. forgiveness and living in an abusive relationship, let's say. We're not talking about that. Completely agree. Um, we, can we go to Colossians? Go for it. I, actually, Colossians really echoes a lot of what you've read from 1 Peter. P- um, Mark's been preaching a lot from um the book of Peter hasn't he so um this is kind of like an echo of that but um Colossians 3 you might want to turn to it now I know we've been jumping around a lot but um if I just start I'm gonna start at the beginning Um, if then you were raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God set your mind on things above not on things on the earth for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sins of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, do not lie to one another since you put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I'm going to skip forward a bit. I want to talk about, so you would say those are things we've got to put off. Here, here let's fix on this. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering. This is my favourite bit, bearing with one another. The, um, I think it's the New Living Translation says make allowances for one another. Again, I'm not talking about making allowances for something that is abusive or manipulative or um, irresponsible, any of those things. I'm talking about when we just make slip-ups, we're not, ha- you know, you have to allow everyone to sometimes have an off day, yeah. don't we? Make a mistake sometimes. It's like it, we're a family, people in families, it gets messy. People make mistakes and you make allowances um, where am I, where am I, um, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do, um, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful, okay, I'm I'm actually going to stop there, I feel like I've done a lot of reading, um, but, um, yeah. I um I really feel like this is a great time, a great opportunity as we start being able to come together again. And what however that looks, it might it's not going to look exactly like it did mm-hmm. before in a way we don't want it to. Do we we, we you know, we've come through this thing. Um we don't want to go exactly back to what we were doing before. We want to seek God on, you know, what next God. Um but there is such a great opportunity for the miraculous as we come together and we worship together, two or three gathered in his name. And I I just want this opportunity to be taken and um, for us to have that fervency of love that Mark's been talking about from Peter, if we fervently love one another when we come together, we will see testimonies. Some of the most amazing um, testimonies I think I've ever had when I've gone to pray for something or something has started with a Feeling, I uh, you know, talk about feelings as Christians, I know you know you'd be a bit careful, but I've had like this surge in my heart of fervent love for that person, and I have known and I have felt such joy. Like, I remember driving to see someone once, and I was laughing. This person mm. was in a terrible way, I was laughing, and I was full of what, wo- and I had this fervency of love for these people, and it was just really great, miraculous, like a miraculous experience. And if we can come back together leaving some of the junk that we know builds up like we've said in these conditions of separation Um, if we can leave that junk at the cross where Mm -hmm. it belongs where all our junk belongs all the stuff we've done that other people have done leave it there and come with that joy and fervency of love for each other and most of all that desire to glorify God and worship God we are going to see
0: great miracles, aren't we mm-hmm. I think when we when we worship God and when we um, put anything in the context of the cross you know that our, our our concerns our worries our offenses just look so small and and we just have to remember to do that first because there will be times where you know I'm sure we've all over the last twelve months um, sent or received uh, a, a, an email, a text message, a WhatsApp message that we have misinterpreted in some way. We've all been doing more written yeah. conversations yeah. than, than ever before, and and you know we sort of see so and say, um, "Yes, okay, Deline, Okay, are you sure? You know, so, it, yeah. uh, and and we just have to, we've got to put that to one side. We 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 just have to, and it's a choice. It's a choice, and no matter how justified we feel we are in. Um, in potentially feeling hard done by by someone or, or or picked on by someone we've just got to put it to one side or oh, we have a
1: difference of opinion what is it what is it andrew womack says about opinions uh, like e- noses everyone's, everyone's got, got one, one usually thing. has a couple of holes in it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. um and um <laughs> we, we i'd be interested in what andrew womack says about all this i imagine he'll be quite um, <laughs> um quite forthright with things i would have thought but um we just got to love each other we've got to We've got to look at God, we've got to look at how much He's done for us, how much He loves us, remind ourselves, go back through you know, all of the good verses where God pours out His love for us, read through the Psalms, read through about how much He loves us, and come back to worship Him um, and remind ourselves when we look at others that God loves them just as much as He, he loves us. And, and 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 look try and look at other people with God's perspective. Yeah, and He I so think,
1: loved the world. And I think yeah.
0: By doing that, when we all come back together in whatever form it looks like, um, I think it's going to be fantastic and it sets an atmosphere for amazing things to, to happen. It sets, an, at the very basic level, it sets an atmosphere of just enjoying it, enjoying seeing people. Fellowship, yeah. You know, we, we've all, the last 12 months made mistakes, we've all you know done things, we'd do things differently if we could go back 12 months, I'm sure. We've all, like you were saying earlier, thought of people, we wish we'd gotten touch with uh, back in touch with that we haven't done and, and things like that and and do you know what we can all put that behind us and focus on jesus focus on the cross and look at people around us through the lens of the cross and um i think it's gonna be pretty special yeah um, oh man so yeah so um been great to share with you all uh, this morning um hope you got something from that um and we are very much looking forward to seeing you all again um, and hopefully that will be within a few months rather than the 12 months it's been in the past. So I think we, we very much light at the end of the tunnel on this, and yeah, let's hope it's so. going to be superb. Yeah. So nice to see you all. Thank you very much. Be blessed. Have a fantastic Sunday morning.